have now logged on with Glory Rising, where we discuss God's glory within you. We're so glad you've joined us. And now, your hosts of Glory Rising. And good evening. We're so glad to have you joining us here again tonight. This is your host, Loretta, from Glory Rising Radio. And I'm joined by Cindy and Andre Russell. Again. Hey, Cindy, Andre and Cindy. You guys can at least say hello so they know I'm not lying to them. Hi. Hey. And then I've got my best friend, my pastor, my husband, Roger. Hello. And um, we've got a lot of things getting ready to go on next month, and we're going to be telling you all about them here in just a few minutes. We're actually in a different studio tonight, so for those who are on Facebook Live, you can see the different studio, and I'm monitoring the chat. Um, if you'd like to call in, we are at um, phone number 214-556-6239. Again, that number is 214-556-6239. And I'm going to let Roger tell us about the events coming up in October. We have events in October? Yay! We got <laughs> events in October! All right, yeah, there's a lot of events in October right now, but we got one that's uh, God's Family Reunion on the 14th, 14, 1, 4, uh, of October. What uh, day is that? Uh, I think it's 1, 4. It's a okay. Saturday. It's a Saturday? I think ah, so. Yeah, it's a Saturday. So, yeah, the 14th of October, uh, we're having God's Family Reunion number two. Okay. We had one last year. We did it again this year. And we was blessed with uh, Pastor Corey that has helped us out, and we are being able to use his church for the God's Family Reunion. And so it's going to be be down there in Red Oak, Texas. And uh, it's... uh, Oh, you got the the flyer up? Mm -hmm. Yes. So uh, can you read the address and everything for them and that address is rocket baptist church at 2870 fm 983 red oak texas the event starts for the family reunion at four o'clock and goes to seven o'clock and it's free food free drinks um fellowship music fun for the kids um Sunday attire not required because this is going to be a picnic. Um, Then starting at 7.30, there's going to be a free concert, a Christian hip-hop night. And that's going to go from 7.30 on until, yeah, somewhere around 9 o'clock. That also is a free event. If you would like to bring a donation and give a donation any money brought is going to go to rocket baptist church for their food pantry and um it or 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 you can bring canned food yeah uh yeah there you can bring you can bring canned items things like this uh cory uh pastor cory has said there's a few things that he's going to be needing we'll make that available so that you can bring those items specifically because they need those uh, specifically in their food pantry, especially with the upcoming holidays. 
but you know we're, we're doing this to help that church out uh, to get their food pantry up so uh, we like to do things to help other people uh, we also uh, got a barber that's going to be there that's going to give children free haircuts okay? 12 and under 12 and under okay and if you want your haircut done you're <clears throat> over that well then it might cost you a little bit but he wants to do that for the kids um, there they're going to be like events for kids to do uh, activities to have fun with uh, what did I miss well first of all one important announcement Two, three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday oh, to you. you. Over there. Oh, happy yeah, birthday, there. dear Loretta. Happy birthday to you. This is Loretta's birthday. She's been 16 nine times. <laughs> wow. I didn't know you were that old. Wow. <laughs> that puts me over a hundred years old, Andre. Well, you look a pretty good. Oh, you look oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you look good. You look good. Yeah, I'm not making it no better. <laughs> and no, I have no problems sharing my age. I am sixty two today. Amen. Yeah. So, At least I think it's sixty-two. Uh, back to the announcements. Uh, we have uh, we have a food drive, can drive for Rocket Baptist Church. And if you need to make anybody want to be a part of this event, you can reach me at area code six eight two three one nine four eight four six. That's six eight two three one nine four eight four six. And I mean, when I say be a part. You want to come out and set up a little spot and uh, greet the people and let people know about what you're trying to accomplish and a little bit about your business or your radio show. Uh, you're welcome. And don't, like I say, just give me a call and we'll go from there. But we need to have everything in within the next two weeks. Yeah. So, yeah, because uh, it's only, what, about three weeks three away? Three weeks away. Yeah. So the weather should be getting better. Um, if not, then uh, we can move inside. We won't be able to have all the events, but I don't think so. God's been really gracious to us and gave us the, that date uh, to to be there. So I think he'll take care of everything there. So that's that's the announcement in, uh, that's happening in October. I don't know if any other things going on in October. My birthday? Not in October. Oh, oh okay. Cindy's birthday is in October. And my anniversary. And your anniversary is in October. Okay. Oh, I forgot that. Uh, that's oh. Oh. <laughs> Man, uh, that's usually that's the guy's yeah, yeah. problem. Okay, not the wife's problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna let that one go and <laughs> and keep on moving. <laughs> that's right. So. All right. Uh, anything else in, that we need to share with the with the folks there? November first. Oh yeah. No. It's December first. It's November first. December first. Is it December? Yep. Okay. Sorry, yep. had the wrong date. Yep. We won. <laughs> okay. So coming up in December, yeah. December first, we will be celebrating our 150th program. Amen. 
So we've been, yeah, that'll be our 150th program on December 1st. So we're gonna, gonna have a little celebration for that. Uh, succeed that we've been, uh, as of November, first part of November, we'll actually be on air for three years. Okay, but that, but in December 1st, it'll be 150 shows that we actually sat here and did. Time so, goes by so fast. Yeah, it does. And we do thank you, all those that you've been faithful to support this ministry, faithful to uh, watch our program on Facebook, or let's do it on the air. Uh, you know, we just let want to let you know that we really do appreciate you taking the time out to uh, listen to us, and hopefully we're blessing you with some of the things that we're sharing. <clears throat> so, and if you want to share, you know, make sure you give us a call. At the, this new number here in this new studio, well, a different number for a different studio. It's not a new studio, but uh, which is two one four five five six six two three nine. Okay, so I moved yours all thing. So uh, give us a call. Let us know how we're doing. If you're on Facebook, she's monitoring chats. She's already got a few things there saying uh, happy birthday to her. So. Um, Anyway, so we are going to have some fun today and talk about some things that have, uh, you know, what's been going on in our lives and what we and what God's been doing, I should say, in our lives. So, what's been going on with you, Andre, Cindy? We're here. <laughs> <laughs> well, Andre um, came through some heart procedures and out of the hospital was getting fluid off his lungs for six days but he's getting along better every day yeah god is always in the healing business he wants to take care of us bring us through how about you andre uh every time i try to now i know you can sound crazy but when i try to be down or try to be depressed God kind of gave me a backhand and said, man, don't start that mess today. And <laughs> I straighten up and realize, hey, I'm here to be distressed. I'm here to get over it and let it go. And um, I needed rest. And I I got it. Now, I was sleeping. I was thinking about, you know, you talk about rest. God got one for you. And I'm, I'm ready if I come. Well, you got to watch what red you asked about. <laughs> we good, good morning, Lord. <laughs> we would be a good thing. But other than that, it's just when you sit back and watch things around you going on in your family, your job, all the changes. And like God said, he never leave or forsake you. You get overwhelmed. You get overwhelmed. And like, Lord... I didn't think I'd see this far. Lord, I didn't know I had this here because it's this time. I mean, if you sit back and really watch what God is doing, you'll be overwhelmed. And that's in a good way. Because you know he's at work. Because when you look at it, you couldn't have done it. Right. You could have made it happen. You could even see it coming. Mm -hmm. God knows what's coming before you know. And just thank him for getting me prepared when I got there to handle it. Yeah. Okay. So, 
something I was thinking about doing is, you know, it's one thing I don't think we have done since the beginning of the show. And that's, let's like to hear, you uh, share our testimonies with our audience. So we're all going to get a chance to share our testimonies, how we came to know the Lord and, you know, how he's, you know, brought us through and things like this. So, um, you know, who wants to start? Oh, well, I come to know the Lord when I was a little bitty because um, my, my grandmothers used to teach me how to get on my hands and knees at night and pray and pray to Jesus, always pray to Jesus and always thank the Lord. And even when I was a teenager, I was in the, the things at church and followed the Lord, but then you, things slip you away, you get away from him and you don't realize what's going on until you have a tragedy in your life. And usually a tragedy will bring you to quick, fast, in a hurry because you don't have anywhere else to go but to him. And you know, especially if it's something in bad health and, and you know you know you might be seeing him pretty soon, you better go to him now and ask him for forgiveness and, and thank him for all that he's done for you. And I tell my mom I have nine lives. He's brought me through so many things. He's brought me through cancer and car wrecks and everything and ev anything. He's, I've been there and he wants us to let people know, hey, you can make it. You can... God will pull you through. Just don't lose your faith. Yeah. And yeah, that that's usually what happens a little bit as we walk with the Lord for a little while. We we start taking it for granted. We're not as thankful for all the little things that we see Him do. And we get that way also with our spouses. And so it's like after you know you get married, everything's all you know you know rainbows and cupcakes type thing. And it's like you know we're gonna be. Perfectly happy all all of our lives, and then all of a sudden the cloud comes in. Then <laughs> it's like we start allowing things. We're not thankful. We're not appreciative, and now it's about me, not about us, and things happen. So, but yeah, we do that with our relationship with God too. And as you say, we just need to hang on to remembering all the things He does for us. So, because um, the storms will come. Yeah, he, he's promised the storms will come. I mean, he never said we were going to have the perfect world. All the disciples, they went through things, and most of them had horrible deaths. Yep. Jesus had the most horrible death you could have, right. and he was so innocent of all. Right. So, I mean, these are just things to, you know, well, I was told, oh, just give your life to Jesus. All your problems will be solved. That's where they start. Seems oh, like the devil's man. fighting at you hardest. I thought, hey, this will be great. And next day, I was right back in the middle of everything. It's like, whoa, why? I thought everything's going to be, you know, rainbows and cupcakes things. Like, no. God's never promised us that. He promised that we will be go through things. We will have trials. We'll have tribulations. And that's all to work for us, to work us, to build us our strength and things to walk with him in the times of, of coming trials. So, Okay. Uh, yeah, so what's to do next? Well, I grew up in a house. Really? Not a tent? Well, I think it was a house. It had wood around it. Oh, okay. but uh, <laughs> It still could have been a tent. <laughs> but grandmother, mother, it's always been a story to me, even from a kid. Respect God. Accept God. Live for God. You know, I knew right from wrong. 
still did wrong, but but you 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 got true family members that really were sold out to God, and uh, your mom and your grandma. And as I grew up, growing up, uh, when I lost my grandfather at eleven years old, that was my hero. <clears throat> That's when I found God because I got depressed. 11-year-old, felt like nobody loved me. I didn't belong, even though I had brothers and sisters. I didn't belong in that group. I didn't belong. I was always alone. I always had more reasons to pout. And God said. He was our grandpa's baby. Grandpa. I mean, God came and like, I got your grandmother here. My grandmother was teaching me. She hugged me, tell me, baby, you love. In a way, I really, I look back on there, God was right there. So I am now, 59 years old, well, 58, be 59. He was there all the time. Mm-hmm. When I needed a daddy, he was my daddy. When I needed discipline, he did it. So you want to ask me when I found God? It's not that I found him. I didn't accept him until I got older. He was always there. Because he knew what was ahead of me and what I'm destined for. And I'm still waiting to do, get to where he wants me. But I still got a lot of growing to do, you know. And uh, so, put it all in a nutshell. I, I knew God, but I didn't accept God until I got older. And people are like, well, you say you know, you can know something, but if you never accept it, it's just something that someone told you. But when I got to know him personally, my life has changed for the better. That's so true. A lot of people think that just see, I know, I know Jesus. Like, yeah, so does Satan. That don't mean he's going to have it. Hmm. You know, and it, it's one of the things. It's like just because we have a knowledge of doesn't mean we follow. Jesus says, come and follow me. And a, lot, and a lot of people today, they just say, well, one prayer, now I'm good to go. You can't tell me I'm not saved, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I can tell you what the word scripture says. He says that you're supposed to pick up your cross and follow him. In other words, let's get to work. But if you're out there living for the world and not living for God, then how can you say that you're one of his disciples? How many disciples went and did their own thing? They stopped what they were doing and went and followed Jesus. They made but, adjustments and changes. Yeah, they changed. Left their jobs, their families, their everything. Because they saw something important that he was the actual Messiah. He was the one. And he said, come and follow me. He invited them to come. And they can say, well, you know, I'm busy. I'll well, catch this. you tomorrow. I'll, you know, I'll catch up with you down the road a little way, but let me go home and uh, bury my father. Let me go home and do this. And let me. Uh, no, he said, they come with me. Jesus said, let the dead bury the dead. When the one man says, hey, you know, when he said, come follow me, he said, well, let me go home and bury my father. He said, let the dead bury the dead. Come follow me. Let that go. I've got what's important. Okay. But today we don't do that. It's now you say a token prayer, and as long as you come to church and and pay your tithes, uh, you know they call you brother or sister. It's like, no, dude, you haven't changed. You haven't 
start following Jesus, you're now just going to church and paying your tithes because you're out there living like the devil every day. You know, are we going to make mistakes? Yes, but it, the thing is, is as Andre was saying, you know, he knew about Jesus. A lot of people knew about Jesus, but a lot of people died knowing about Jesus never knew him as their savior and and they said their place is in the lake of fire can you imagine knowing about what jesus has done for you not ever accepting and then ended up dying and saying oh well, i'm going to heaven no you're not you know because you never came and followed me you know you lived your own life well that's a lake of fire you know can you imagine that kind of pain for eternity? Knowing that you could have been, you had the opportunity to. You knew what Jesus, who Jesus was, what he could do, and he tells you to come and do this, and you told him, get lost. I'm gonna do things my way. Well, I'm not ready. Yeah. And then when you get there, it's like you gotta live with that for eternity. Can you imagine having to live with that? journey not just the fire not just the pain and suffering but knowing you had the opportunity in your hand and you threw it on the ground and you ended up there I think that would be the worst punishment I could ever imagine for somebody being in a lake of fire is knowing God gave them the ticket and they rejected it that would be tough because it was your choice God not me I gave you the ticket come on let's get if you don't get on the train you don't go you got you got to follow and you know because I thought about that years ago because I was talking to people and, oh you know I'll do that when I get older blah 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 I said but what if you die tomorrow well you know God knows my heart I'll be okay yeah, he knows your heart. It's deceitfully wicked above all things. Yeah, he knows your heart. Point is, have you let him clean you up? No. no. So, I mean, and it's a, it's a very valuable lesson. The testimonies are wonderful because they bring out such good points. Yeah, we came to a place. You know, how many times would you could you have lost your life between the time that you heard about Jesus and when you finally decide to follow Jesus. Whoa. That Russian roulette. <laughs> Think about it. All these things God preserved you through. So I'm giving you another chance. Pick up the ticket and let's go. And he does this with everybody. He gives the multiple salvation. And the thing about the lake of fire, it doesn't matter if you're there 300 million years and 25 days. It's not going to take one day off of your time. You're going to still be there. No matter how good and how much you regret it when you get there. And, and the sad part, and when I say this, I just, just last night thought about, if I feel this way, how do you think I feel? And what I'm getting to is, you see people claiming they love God, they know God, they do, and, and they rather ridicule you generate to, to encourage you they rather you see they, they live in pure hell but they're going to heaven they're going to tell you I'm, no, I'm going to heaven because 
I'm not teaching my kids how to forgive because something happened to them. Tell that child to forgive that person that done something to them. Tell that person. You can't. You know why? I'm not telling him to forgive him. He shouldn't have done it to him. But I'm going to heaven. And you know the question, how do you think Jesus feels when we act that way? He said, do y'all do, do know me? So how can you know me and saying what you're saying? It's just like, I know you, I know you. But I'm going to go ahead and talk about, well, he should have done this this way. Well, I don't believe her. Yeah. But I know her. Yeah. Just think about how, how sad God is. I'm, what that pastor said. This is a big giant screen TV to God. All these channels. All these, how many times he like, turn that off? Can you believe they're saying that about me? They're not respecting me. Yeah, and it's, it's so true. I mean, we, there's so many things out there that are going on because they think they're doing what's right. Yep. And they're going to say, well, God, see, I thought I was doing what's right. No, I already told you what is right. You rejected it. That's why it's so important for us to tell people the good news. Okay, not give them a bunch of historical facts, but let's give them the good news that Jesus came to die for their sins. And he said to lay down these sins and come and follow me. That's how you're going to see the results. You know, we can, we can say a prayer just, just like you said there. I knew about him, but now it took all these years to know him. And yet, all the things I went through, and only now am I starting to follow? Look at all the years that God could have used you for his glory. Look at all the things you could have skipped over and didn't have to go through if, that, if you just followed him. So, I mean, yeah, these things here, it's like, it's a, it's a wonderful thing. These are why testimonies are so important. That's why we share testimonies when we talk to people tell them about Jesus. We share our testimonies because nobody can argue the testimony. This is what I went through. This is where it was and now this is where I am. Because you know what you know because you know what you know because you were there right. and you did. When, when you you've experienced, experienced it, it yeah. yeah. The whole thing is when we experienced it then, hey, you know, you can't take my experience away. You can try to wash it away. The thing is, I know that I know that I know I know this because I went through this. I know what I was thinking. I know what I felt. I know how it hurt. You don't. You can only guess at it. Okay. But I want to share with you, this is what God did for me. That's why testimonies are so, so important. You know, to just share what God has done and is doing in our lives. Okay. So. Is this my turn? Well, unless you want to go to commercial a little early, and then we can pick up after that. I guess we could do that. So our first song tonight is Good Lord by David Leonard, and we will be right back. When I look back, I can see that it's you met my needs every time. Oh, you never let me down 
Hi, I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. All right, and welcome back. That was Good Lord by David Leonard. And the ad you just heard for Grace's Sweet Treats, I will let you know I will sacrifice myself to test her new recipes. <laughs> I, okay. I'm going to go down with you. Well, she brought over some, when she says that dietary restrictions are no problem, she came and brought cranberry orange muffins to my house the other day. Never made this recipe before. And she goes, Mama, there's something wrong with them. So, of course. <laughs> you take this one. I, 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 I will be the tester. I will be the taste tester. And the nice thing is, is I could give her some advice, what I think needed to be done. And. This way, she just makes that product better the next time. Hmm. And she's going to be at the family reunion, too. She's bringing the desserts, and she's going to bring an assortment of other things that she she makes. And uh, so you can get with her there, And but she makes cakes, cookies, uh, the whole works. you got to try her cinnamon roll, homemade oh, cinnamon yeah. roll. Oh, they're so good. They melt in your mouth. So, so that would be another thing for God's family reunion. Come out and check out what she's got. But she's going to help out with some of the, the desserts for the uh, uh, the free food out there. So, uh, so come on out. Have a good time. Bring your kids. Let them have a good time. You know, they might be surprised what else we might have out there. They're, they might have bounce houses out there. Yeah, not we're sure not yet. quite sure yet. We're still in the, in the, in the planning phase of that one. And I know but, we don't have much time to plan, but yeah. we're going to keep on going. But it's just one thing at a time. So come on out. I know they're going to have plenty of games and stuff out there, even if they don't have the bounce houses. So, all right. So, yeah, during our first half hour, we just got just kind of sharing our testimonies, kind of let you know where we are, where we've been, and so that you get kind of know, you know, sometimes who we are. Yeah, that you know why I say why we say some of the things we do because of our experiences and things like this. So. And so, since we went early to our commercial, Loretta gets to start off the second. I do. That's all right. I like it. Um, Yeah, I'm one of these people that I was raised in church. And, you know, day mama came home from the hospital, that first service after she came home, I was in church with them. And, you know, we just kept on going. And I, I can't say exactly when. I came to know the Lord, but as a child, I came to know the Lord. And I can honestly say, I know I knew the Lord at that time because I would listen to hear what he had to say to me. And I would go out to my classmates. I was in junior high school and I would tell them what God had told me. And this one young man who I know was on drugs and he was actually very high this day when I told him, well, God told me. And he says, what? 
does he stand up there and he took his hands and he waved them like little birdie wings he says does he just stand up there and twitter around and, and talk to you and i'm like no he just tells my heart what's right and what's wrong so after you know after a while i met roger and we got married and after we got married i kind of lost interest in going to church my interest was roger you know that's most newlyweds their interest is their spouse and so i kind of walked away from god so for those who say you can't lose your salvation you can walk away from it hmm. god god gives you that right you can walk away from it because he's a gentleman he's not going to force you to do anything and you can also walk back to it oh mm -hmm. i was coming to that point <laughs> yes yeah, you can right. you can come back to him like the prodigal son did yeah the prodigal son left and he spent everything he had he got as low as low can be and when he came to his senses that's the point right there he had to come to his senses and he went back to his father because he says even the servants are treated better than i am so he went back for me we you know roger had been to belgium and when he came back he had given his life to the lord before he came back and sour me i just looked at him and says yeah it's not going to last and that was 40 years ago or thereabouts somewhere in there yeah because i think jay was about two yeah so 40 years ago i told him it's not going to last and here he is and of course he was he's sitting there telling me things that are in the bible and he says well, this is the Bible. I'm like, no, it's not. And he'd go to work, and I'd go find my Bible, and I'd look it up. I was like, oh, it is. And we'd gone to church, and the little cha the chapel we went to <coughs> on base, the way it was set up. Now, anybody who's been to Germany know that they've got the um, radiator heaters. So they don't have the ones like we have that blow the air into the air, you know, the hot air into the air. So they had these really pretty petitions in front of the heaters. I don't know what they were. I'd never seen anything like this. And so in, in my mind, I looked at them as confessionals in a, in a Catholic church. Yeah, that's, that's how I perceived them. And this one night I was sleeping. And, and the reason I had to tell you about the heaters is because... I was in one of those little, what I thought, confessional booths, and God came to me and he says, do you know who I am? Well, yeah, I know who you are. And like Peter, he had to ask me three times, do you know who I am? Well, I think I know who you are. And that third time, the question changed, do you want to know me? And at that point, I broke. Yes, Lord, I do. I want to have that relationship with you like I had as, as a little girl. And I've been walking with the Lord since then. And yes, we have overcome marital problems. We've overcome health problems. 
We've overcome financial problems. We've overcome kid problems. <laughs> and grew up. <laughs> so. We're overcomers. We're overcomers. By the grace of God. Well, the only way we could get through any of this was by us both being Christians and being able to pray through. Yeah. So, you know, people say, well, you can't walk away from God. You know, God's, you know, I was like, yes, you can. I mean, even the prodigal son showed when God talked, when Jesus told the, that one, the prodigal son walked away. He had no inheritance with his father until he come back. And was restored back to the family. Now he took his inheritance with him. I understand. Oh. But when he came back, oh yeah, his father put a ring which says, "Now you're part of the family again." Okay, put it on a robe around him. You're my son. Okay, he reestablished him back into the family. Okay, God wants to reestablish us back into the family. Okay. Yeah, we, we we squander away some of the things that God gives us. You know, when you know we give our lives to the Lord, we, He starts giving us all kinds of things, showing us all kinds of things, and we squander that away because we want to go live life the way we want to. I just wanted to say something else. Satan will tell you you're not good enough to come back, that your sin is so bad that God won't forgive you. And everybody knows Satan's a liar. And I just want to tell somebody that might want to hear that no matter what you've done, you can come back to God. If you're willing to come back with a, a heart, repentant heart. You know, you won't come back with an arrogant heart, God doesn't say, step aside. You know. But if you come back and truly want to get back right with the Lord, he's there, he says, I'll accept you back. Now come and follow me. It's not about the past anymore, it's about the future. You know, God doesn't dwell on our past. He promotes our future. Everything he talks about his children is talking about the future, not our past. Our past is dead. It is, it is thrown into the sea of forgetfulness, basically. God doesn't want to remember that. What he wants to see is, this is what I want you to be. Okay? And how many times have we taken our children and they've gone out and done something wrong? What if we just keep hanging that over their head all the time? How does that make them feel? How would it make Not them feel if, they just, if somebody just kept hanging over your, your past over your head? Never letting you forget it. See, this is what you are. But I ask forgiveness. I've repented. You're just this. You're just that. You're not good enough. You know, well, Satan is always trying to do that to us. But think about it. God says, I'm not that way. You know, it's time to, as as the prodigal son said, you know, it'd be better off for me just to be a servant in my father's household than to be, stay here and die. He says, I will go to my father and tell him this. He already had he already had his speech prayer prepared, okay? I'm going to tell him this. I'm, you know, I, I'm not worthy to be your son. Let me just be a servant in your household. Okay. He came back with a broken heart, knowing that he didn't even ask for his position back as a, as a son. Just let me be a servant in your household. Oh, yeah. Huh? 
I mean, when his dad accepted him, he accepted both of them back, didn't he? Accepted both of whom? The prodigal son and his brother. No, I mean, you're, you're getting things. The prodigal son, when he came back, he was accepted back. The son, His other son was still his son. He was still there doing what his father was. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He stuck with his dad. Yeah. So he wasn't part of this. But the the uh, the other son got mad because when he when the prodigal son came back, the father accepted him and, and killed a, a calf and threw a big party because he came home. My son was dead. Now he's alive. So he threw a big party. And the other son said, well, I've been here the whole time, but you never thrown a party for me. He said, all I have is yours. Why are you begrudging? Why aren't you rejoicing that your brother <coughs> was dead and now has come back to us? He's alive. How many times, you know, this is what Christians do. You know, when they see somebody come back and, and God's opening their arms and just lavishing them, well, I've been serving God for a while. Why don't God do that for me? Well, the thing is, is why do you need that? If you're serving God, you should be rejoicing with Him. You know, but you're losing your blessings by, by acting that way. I heard something on the radio the other day when the preachers was preaching. Um, said God didn't come back for the righteous. He came back for the sinners. He came for the ones that have, or, are doing wrong and not living for him. He came for the sinners. He didn't come for the righteous. The righteous already have their, everything secure. So well, he didn't have to come back for that. He had to come back for the people that wouldn't receive him, didn't know how to receive him. You know, the enemy just tell him all kinds of lies. He came back for them. He said, the healthy don't need a doctor. Exactly. Okay? You don't need a doctor if you're in perfect health. God doesn't have to come and do anything more for you because what you're satisfied because of what he's already done for you. Instead of looking at, well, well, God's blessing them. Why is God giving them a new car and not giving me a new car? Why is God blessing them with a house and not blessing me with a house? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Why aren't you content with what God has has given you? Okay. This is where you coveting what your neighbor has. And we're not supposed to covet what our neighbor's got. God blessed them because he wanted to bless them with this. He's already blessed you and will bless you accordingly to your service to him. So, you know, Later on down the road, when God blesses you with something that these people didn't get, well, maybe they got a car. Well, maybe you got some spiritual gift that it's like, wow. Maybe, you know, God wants you to be a prophet for him where you speak his words and, and people's lives are changed. Well, I think that's a lot better than a car. You know? So. Go be fishermen. So, you know, it, and so, I mean, there's just a lot of things there that, you know, we've got to, to take a look at and, and quit being covet this all about what somebody else has got. It's real easy to do. Well, how come they get this and I don't get this? Because God says, that's not what I have for you. you know, I'm happy they came back. I'm going to bless them for coming back. Your blessings are continual. God's always blessing us. He wasn't always blessing them. <coughs> So, 
So, I mean, these are just little things to, to put in there. I mean, as she said, it's things that she she walked away. Well, it didn't help when I was a, a hellraiser. So, anyway, <laughs> you know, she put up she put up with me. But anyway, um, so it's never too late, as you said. It's never too late to come back. You know, there's more testimonies out there of people that have come back, being prodigals, and how God's using them mightily. But they don't let their past dictate their future. Because God has got a job for them to do. And wherever that job is in his kingdom, that's because he appointed them there. You know, some people get appointed to certain kinds of gifts. Some God just uses, and you just never know they're even being used. But, you know, let's not, you know, let's not look at the, you know, T.D. Jakes or, uh, you know, uh, Billy Graham and say, oh, I'm going to be like them. And don't go imitating them. Because God wants you to be used with your personality, not theirs. Right? You know, well, I want to be a great person like them. They're not great. They're simple, obedient servants. But you think they're great. God just says they're just doing what I've told them. If we'll just shut up and follow God, he'll use us in great ways. So. Yeah. All right. I guess it's my turn then. I guess it's your turn. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, I get to talk the longest. No. <laughs> you normally do. I usually do, yes. I guess that's one of the things God gives me a big mouth, so he makes me use it. All right. Well, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt when you're a preacher, too, so. Well, we're all called to be preachers. Well, I understand that. <laughs> but you like to abuse the privilege. Oh, okay. I abuse the privilege. Okay. But, uh... No, I was, I was the oldest of six kids, and, uh, you know, it was, uh, you know, there was a lot of things going on at, at that time, and uh, being the oldest, I was held responsible for everything my siblings did. Because you were the oldest. I was the oldest, exactly. Been there. <laughs> and so, when they did something wrong, I got punished for it. You know, well, why didn't you make sure they didn't do this? And it's like, okay, whatever. You know, at that time, it was it was really it was really hard because you know, I was trying to, you know, as a child, you want your relationship with your mother and your father. You know, and you know, I had both. I had mom and dad there. Uh, you know, we didn't have a divorce situation or anything like that in the house. But. You know, my dad had his way of trying to teach me things. And they weren't always, not always maybe the correct way. But the point being is, you know, as I grew up, I was I was always told I was always doing wrong. Okay, so. And you begin to believe it. And you, the only thing you can believe is if, you're, if your parents tell you you're not worth anything, I don't care know what anybody else says. You believe that. Okay. Because if you're like I was, my parents aren't going to lie to me about that. Yeah. And that's that's a child. That's a childlike faith. Okay. And, you know, well, you're the problem with everything. You're the problem with this household. You're the problem why the kids aren't doing what's right. 
because of your attitude because it was like okay so I built a bitterness and things like this um, you know, my parents didn't go to, go to church um, I went I went to church a couple times and you know just to get out of the house I didn't care nothing about God you know I was like you know if, if, you know this is what God is like yeah he doesn't like me because he ain't helping me at all in the situations I'm going through. So, you know, it's just one of those things I'd go to get out of the house. And, and it's like, okay, you know, grew up, start growing up, things like this. You know, sometimes you got to wake Andre up. And, uh, <laughs> so, uh, sorry. Anyway, so I just kept building this bitterness and building, building this bitterness. And so, um, so I, I started doing wrong things, things like this, because it's like, well, if I'm the problem, I might as well be the problem. And gave my mom and dad all kinds of headaches. You? <laughs> yeah, me. Yes, him. Okay. And so, but, you know, I, you know, I met Loretta at a, at a uh, organization. At the organizational camp for our school, and uh, got talking. We just became friends, and you know, we'd call each other, talk to each other, blah blah blah. weren't dating or anything like that. We just, you know, she was going through things, I was going through things, so we was kind of you know, comparing notes. <laughs> well, we, we was kind of comforting each other, letting each other know <coughs> we have value. Okay, and uh, so. Anyway, uh, when I got old enough, you know, I went to the military. Um, you know, I had a job. I just, I was about to lose my job as a, as a draftsman, because I was just couldn't stay focused on it. You know, I getting in trouble at work, and so finally I decided to go to the military. And I was like, all right. So I went to the military. And you came back and got Loretta. Uh, oh no, we were married when he went in. Oh, you, he was. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, we got married the December after we graduated. Yeah, uh. December of nineteen seventy-nine. So you came back and took her with you. Too. Well, no, we was there. We was there together. We just huh. we just had an apartment and all this other stuff. And then, you know, I went to basic training. Then, of course, she went to me, except for when I went on a remote assignment. And so, uh, so my first job was an elite guard working for a headquarters building, but. I was always trying to prove myself to be good enough. So, you know, I, so I went and did everything 150%. You know, I was arresting people, I was writing tickets or whatever I needed to do. He was a military police. Yep. And so I would be at a gate, I'd search a vehicle, find guns, drugs you know, make drug busts, weapons confiscation, on base, and nobody's supposed to be driving around with guns in their car. Anyway, I was doing this and making my supervisor mad because, you know, I was causing problems, but yet my superiors liked it because I did my oh, job. Oh, excuse me for interrupting, but I like the story about one of the head sergeants came in and you gave him a ticket. That's what he was going to. Well, I mean, yeah. the thing is, is, yeah, the, there was all kinds of things like that, but the point being is, it was I was trying to prove to my dad I was valuable, oh. and that was the whole thing. Uh -huh. I wanted him to say good job, okay, and 
you know, so I was trying to do everything. And finally it came down to the point that, you know, I went on a remote assignment because I was going to divorce Loretta. So I was going to do my year away from her and then come back and divorce her after my remote assignment. Because I treated her bad. She'd make my favorite dinner, I'd throw it on the floor, say it's trash. Uh, you know, anything good she did for me, I've tried to make her feel like bad. Like a you feel. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, because I couldn't feel good about me, so I wasn't going to let anybody feel good. If anybody was smiling, I had to make them frown. Okay. You were mean. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but, you know, when I went to, went to my remote assignment, that's where I heard, uh, you know, I was there by myself, Loretta wasn't with me, you know, and it's like, you know, I went to went to a church service because the bars didn't open up until after 12 o'clock in, in Belgium <laughs> on a Sunday. So I went to church in the morning, then they go to the bars after that. Okay. So I was waiting for the bars to open, so I went to the church service. And I don't remember anything that the pastor was, or the, the chaplain was saying, except for the last five words towards the end and as he says you know God loves you and I said no he doesn't God can't love a person like me and this just echoed through my head echoed through my head echoed through my head and I was like so I was going to go up and talk to him but there was a bunch of people around him you know talking you know fellowshipping type thing and I was like forget it so I went back to my room and I was like I didn't even go to the bar went back to my room because this is going through my head. How could God love me? That's impossible. He loves people like those. You know, not like me. You know, I'm useless, worthless, whatever. But that's when the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He says, He does love you. I said, but why? You know, and I never got an answer to the why. But I could sense the love of God being there. And at that point, I said, well, I said, God, I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but if you'll do what this book says, I'll do what you tell me in that book. And that was my prayer. My sinner's prayer. My sinner's prayer. God grabbed that because he read it from the heart. See, I didn't know what to say. And people say, well, I don't know how to talk to God. It doesn't matter what you say to him. Is it coming from your heart? He can read through all the other stuff. Okay? He can read through the, you know, the, the abruptness or whatever. He can read through all that. He looks down the heart and he knows the intent of your heart. And he takes that intent and he says, it doesn't matter whether the words were right, but was the intent of the heart right? And God started making changes in my life. And so I'm sitting there going, okay. So next day I go to the bar, and I just couldn't, wasn't satisfied. You know, I went to the bar and I, I couldn't have fun. But yet I needed a drink to get up in the morning. I needed a drink to go to work. We've been there. You know, I needed a drink to go to bed at night. I had so many things on my mind. And I tried to not go, try not to drink, and I was doing it. And I was like, well, God, and I went to God. I said, God, I'm trying. You know, you tell me, you know, I can't be an alcoholic. I can't be a drunkard. Well, I'm trying. 
and it's not working. And so then God sent me a, a man to, to talk to me. He came to my room. He says, you know, he saw that I trying to make efforts of, of serving God. So he told me, he said, well, what's going on? He said, I'm trying. You know, this right here, I, you know, I can't give up drinking. So I guess I can't be a Christian. He says, no, that's not what being a Christian is all about. It's not whether you drink or not. He said, but what are you doing? He said, I said, I'm trying, I'm trying. He said, right there's your problem. You quit trying. What do you mean quit trying? You can't fix it. Pray, ask God to take it away. Thank him for taking it away. And go about your business. That's it? That was it. Okay. And so that's what I did. That night I went and said, okay, God, you know, I know this, this is what you say is wrong. I can't quit. So you got to take it away. If not, I get to keep it. That's why I told him. I get to keep it. And you can't tell me I can't have it because if you don't help me, then I get to keep it. And so I thanked him for taking it away. Next day I got up, didn't grab a beer. Went off to work. You know, didn't even think about it. Got home that after work and so on and so forth. Did all kinds of things. Didn't even go to the bar. Like, why is this so different? And somebody asked me, would well, you want a beer? No. What's wrong with you? Yeah, it's just being rude. <laughs> but the point being is, as of that prayer, God took the desire out of, out of my heart for the alcohol. Because I wanted to do what was right, God helped me to do what was right. Not because I could do it, because he did it. I couldn't. I can't take any credit for it. So some people out there need to hear that that are having a problem with drinking. But I also tell them about the cigarette smoking because my daughter needs to quit. I pray for her all the time. Lord, help her to get away from that. Well, the thing is, it's got to come from the intent of their heart, not yours. Mm -hmm. If they don't want to quit, it'll never happen. Okay? Well, you know, like a bulldozer go in and clean up trash rubble. When it scrapes that ground, it scrapes everything. Yeah. Okay. Well, our life is like a big dumpster area, full of everything, full of things that we thought we got rid of, things we stored. But when God said, "Clean your house," it's just like in, in our own homes. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna hold on to this, get rid of all that. But oh wait a minute, I want to keep that. Well, I want to keep this. Guess what, you young. Turn right in and build it right back up. Only threw away three things, but you kept a hundred things. Yeah. And we we do that with with a lot of things in our lives. You know, we think we need this. Did we ask God whether we need this? Hmm. You know, there's people that sit there with idols on their shelves, demonic idols, because they're nice artwork, but they're bringing curses upon their home. Like one of those movie stars that uh, got a uh, Academy. I mean, not Academy, uh, Oscar. Anyway. Got an Oscar, okay. And she say, 
when she first got that Oscar, she worshipped it. She made sure it was the first thing people see. Well, it went from the living room to over the counter in the kitchen to the hallway to the bathroom to holding her wig. And she said the reason it did because the more I got to know God, that wasn't bringing me happiness. That's something I did earn, but it can't bless me. I was blessed to get it. And when she said that, we take things like that. We do. I got to go to my job. All right. It is time for our next break. And I have a question for you, Roger. Uh-huh. You know, you said you told God if he do what he says in the book, you would do what he told you to in the book. Would you build a boat? Yeah, I would try. But he would definitely have to give me guidance on that. <laughs> All right. So our next song is Build a Boat, and it's by Colton Dixon. And we will be right back. I've been wandering through the desert Ain't seen a cloud in forever over me But I believe your rain is coming mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been hanging on the high hopes Cause you're the one who's making dry bones come to life You're the light I put my trust in Every word you say is gonna come to you and lead me to the promised land. Everything you say is gonna happen, even though I haven't seen it yet. I will build a Hi. 
Hi, I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. All right. That was Build a Boat by Colton Dixon. And we have got so many things in the works for the future. Um, But let me first start by giving you the phone number here if you'd like to join our conversation. We'd like to hear your testimony. If you'd like to join us on Facebook Live, I'm monitoring the chats. So, but the phone number here is 214-556-6239. Again, that's 214-556-6239. And Roger, why don't you tell them about what's coming up on, uh, what day was that again? The 14th? Yeah, 14th of October. God's Family Reunion and Hip Hop Concert. So that's going to be down in uh, Red Oak, Texas. That's about uh, from our side of town. It's about an hour drive. Yeah, it might be a little little bit of a drive, but it'll be worth it. If you go down there and have an afternoon uh, where the kids can have fun. You can fellowship with other Christians from other churches. And some of them may not even have a church, but they're Christians that want to have fellowship with fellow Christians. So, uh, and even if they're not Christians, bring them on along. It. We'll you know. we'll testify to them. <laughs> but the point being is, they can come and have fun and see what, that Christians could have fun. A lot of people think, well, Christians are a boring life. It's like, no, it's definitely not boring. Uh, there's a lot of things going on in a Christian's life. You know, I had had somebody tell me that I was a very self-centered person because I didn't answer their text. I was like, okay. I said, well, you know, well, you're you're a very judgmental person. <laughs> I was like, you don't even know what's going on in my life. You don't know what's what I've been going through. Why I didn't answer the text or whatever. I was like, well, you know, it's it's just one of those things. You know, why do we jump to conclusions saying that making comments like that, and which that person knows that I'm not. Or at least I hope that person knows I'm not self-centered. I don't, everything don't gear around me, you know. But there are things in life that's got to be taken care of. But you know, I let that go, and uh, so I think I know who it is, but I didn't recognize the phone number. So I'd have to say, well, you know, because I I texted back, who is this? And they never responded. So I was like, okay. So I'm, I'm thinking I know who it is, but anyway. Um, but we're, we're so quick to make a judgment because uh, we get going and we have problems. And if somebody doesn't respond like we think, well, you're wrong. Well, no, you're wrong for trying to, you know, to, to put this off on me. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. But that person, it's like, well, we can pray for them. You know, I can pray for whoever that person is because I don't, you know, like I said, didn't, didn't have a name on the phone number. So, uh, on these texts. Well. Now, in that something with the numbers nowadays, 
You know, I can't even call my daughter if I want to. I do not know her number by heart. All I know is to push her name on the phone and call her. Yeah. And used to, we used to know numbers, and the only number I know by heart, I think, is y'all's number and my, and my sister's number. And those are the only numbers I know by heart. So, well, what I was talking about earlier is we all become Jonah sometimes. Well, I'm being, I'm Jonah. God has told me to do something. Three people. I love them dearly. <coughs> well, I tried. They took it wrong. They scarred me back. And God says, tell them. Lord, this is, so, I don't, don't want to say, who, well, somebody very personal and close to me. Lord, I want to tell them. But they already, they, they already got the defense up. Uh, so... You more important about worrying about them than what I'm telling you to do? Do it. But okay. So I tried. About, hey, you know, all this person kept talking about, well, this was done to my this was done to my good child. This was done to my child. Okay, that's happened three years ago. Everybody's moved forward. Why you can't teach her how to forgive? Now I can't what forgive for what it was done to her. But y'all, all y'all talk about is God this, God that. Well, who are you to tell me what I need to tell my grandchild? Bad dog. God won't and relieve me for it because it came back up again last night. Tell them what I said. How can you forgive? And the word was, how can you forgive? You don't know how to forgive. How can you teach it to your little ones? You need to tell her the truth. You got to let that. Well, if I forgive you, this will gives me what a lot of people say. I can forgive you, but I ain't got to socialize with you. I can forgive you. I ain't got to. I don't want you around me. But somebody mention your name, they get mad. I used to be that person. I mean, you didn't forgive. And then you want to stand before God, stand before the church. Oh, I forgive you. Oh, I love that person. Oh, I. Well, so-and-so came by and asked about you. What they asked for me for? Some of us, as old as we are, still don't know how to forgive. Yeah, it's just it's things that's in our heart, you know. And, you know. It's it's one of those things, and, and the Bible is very clear. It says, if you can't forgive the brother of his sins, neither will God forgive us ours. But they're going to heaven. That's what they under. That's what they believe, but it's not true. That's what you got to tell them. That's not true. That's what he wants me to tell. And then tell them. It's like the Bible said. Take and read it to him. Go go to chapter so and so and read this with him. If you cannot forgive a brother of their sins. Neither will God forgive you yours. And there's no but or. Ifs, ands, or buts. It says no. And neither will he. Not neither he might. But also the other thing, Andre, if God has told you and given you the directive to tell them something. (coughs) And you choose not to because you're afraid of how they're going to react. And they die in that sin. It's on me. You're held accountable. Ezekiel chapter 3. Because you did not warn them. It says that very plainly. You know, that's why God tells us that we need to send the message because, first off, it gives them the chance to repent. If they choose not to, 
That's on them. You let it go. Okay. Because here's what God shared with me. Here's what the here's what the Bible says. Well, who are you judging? I'm not judging you. The Word of God judge you. I just I read it out of the Word of God. It's not my opinion. It's the Word of God. And if you're saying you're a Christian, you want to take the Word of God. Word of God says this. Well, he's not a Christian, so I don't have to. It, it doesn't apply. No, it applies. Well, I don't have to listen. Okay, then you don't have to listen to it. Know that I showed you the Word of God. I am now blessed. God blesses me because I stood up and took and told that person what what to, that what to expect. This is the Word of God. Now, it's up to them to make the change, not for me to help them change. It's up to them to make the change because all it takes is a change of heart. It's not about an action or how many times you got, well, you need to go and, and do 20 Hail Marys, 50, you know, the, our fathers, blah, 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 and then you're forgiven. No. The Bible says none of that. That's a man-made thing. The Bible says you need to go, if, a per, if you know a brother has something against you and you want to come and make an offering to the Lord, don't make the offering yet. Just leave the offering there at the altar. Go and get it right with your brother first, and then come back and God will receive your offering. So when you're sharing the word of God, it's not your opinion anymore. Yeah, but when you look at these little kids' face, and when I look into my little cousin's face, she's so just because it's thing now, and she's so she don't trust anybody. She. She's always trying to fit. I mean, she want to fit in. She don't have no happiness. You can see it. And God says, tell her. I'm like. She's got to learn to forget. I said, but this is a child. He said, talk to her. Talk. We, ha we have to start with the babies in the crib and teach them. Hmm. Whether they can understand what we're saying at that time doesn't matter we're planting the seed in their hearts i just don't want their parents thing, thinking the i'm trying is, to is the holy spirit will minister to the child and how they can understand we may not know how to make a uh, to to give a child the, the full understanding we just got to give them the word of god and let the holy spirit fix the word of god so it brings it to the child's level you god showed me her pain he showed it <laughs> i could feel it and when I went up, I said, hey, how you doing? Okay. What's wrong? Nothing. The whole time the family was out having a good time, she was sitting in a little chair. What's wrong? Nothing. No life. No life. No happiness. And what gets me when I heard it, well, you know what, what was done to her and you know this. Why do y'all keep bringing that up? She got through it. She needs counseling. And God said, she needs it. He said, well, I will counsel her. But you, see, God can do what he wants. But he wants me, for some reason, tell her parents. Tell them. Well, uh, if, you know, you see the same thing God sees. Because God's allowed you to see it. Yeah. So what makes you think that 
you shouldn't tell them because you're afraid of them? No. Afraid of you being the The reaction is going to cause a family uproar. You're afraid of people. Afraid of what people think of you. God already told you. God's on your side on this. He told you to say it. So he's going to back, he's going to have your back. Okay. So if they get mad, it's only because their hearts aren't right. If, if their tr- hearts are truly for the Lord and you share this, they're going to receive it from the Lord. They're not going to get mad about it. They're going to receive it from the Lord. Now, if their hearts are wrong, then God's got to deal with them. But you've got to put that word out there so that they know it's wrong. And if they refuse to change, then God has only one alternative for them, the lake of fire. He won't relieve me for it. I sure didn't know who I'm talking about. The thing is, is he won't. Because right now you're in disobedience and sin. You're in sin because he told you to do something and you will not do it. That's rebellion. Rebellion is equal to the sin of witchcraft. Some serious stuff. Okay. That's why, that's why when God people say, yeah, I'd like to be a preacher, I'd like to be a pastor. Do you not understand when God gives you direction, you don't have a choice but to tell them. Well, you understand why I say Jonah, how he refused to go to Nineveh, you know. And God said, well, you're going to, say, you're going to give him a message. <laughs> One way or well, see, the thing is, is his heart wasn't right. I was going to say, if you remember a few weeks ago, I said, Tell God what you're not going to do. Not that you don't want to, that you're not going to. And he's going to make a way where you have to do. Let's get to it. And, and we, we think that we, we you know, he's God. Well, he's not my boss, okay? He, he, can, he, can, I, he can give me something to do. I can choose not to do it. And you're not going to get in trouble for it? Be in the military and have an officer come up to you and say, go dig a hole. Three foot by three foot square. Three feet deep. Why? That's stupid. There's no need for me to dig this hole. How long do you think you're going to stay out of jail? <laughs> you're going but straight you to jail. Go yeah. And you dig a hole. Three foot paint, by three foot by three feet deep. Or you paint the rocks. Yeah, that was a... That's the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, where they told us to go out and say, oh, we're having, a, you know, the general's coming through, and so we're going to paint the rocks around the building. You paint the rocks? Yeah, paint the rocks. So all the rocks, you know, they had little rocks and stuff like that around the edge of the building for trim. We had to take and paint each rock a green. Why? As the military, you don't ask why. Just do. It's like, where's the paint? And you go start doing it. You don't even think about it because it's a sergeant or it's an officer. They told you to go do it. That's your job as a soldier. You do what you're told. Well, that's what we got it. He's like, I'm telling you what to do. Okay. What, what reward did I get out of painting rocks? None. I didn't even get a nice little, little letter saying good job. 
Just go paint the rocks. You did it. Because you were obedient to those in authority over you. So when God speaks, it's not an option. It's an order. And the more you rebel, the harder the punishment. Hmm. Right? We got to quit thinking that God's our servant. We're his. When he says, in his book says, do not do. It's not, well, try not to do. No, do not do. And you have to take it as that was an order and that's the only choice you have. Okay. And which makes the world a difference because those who follow Jesus are ones who obey him. It says, if you obey what my father tells you, you'll be blessed. But you must obey. It's not a choice. Today, it's like, it, it's, it's funny hearing preacher saying, God, I command you right now to do oh, this. Yes. Let me get out of this building before you blow it up, God. Now, God isn't going to be told what to do. Oh. And it's like, let me out of here, God. And I was like, yes, I'm here, but don't blow up the building before I get out of here. You know, this person is outright blaspheming God by giving him a command. Well, they had uh, honey water on this uh, call and pro- call in and pray, ask for this holy water, and they'll send it to you. In a way, I've seen all these people in line, thousands of people. There's spring water. Spring water, that's what it was. And everybody, go in and get the spring water. And they got all these Am I right? I, I tell the you, God car. says, yeah. I'm not a gimmick. I'm not. A gimmick. I'm not part of that. No. This is on TV. I'm we looking at. Last night. We saw yeah, me and Cindy oh, both. Me and Cindy looked at each other. At first, man, I need to call this seven thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, forty. My rent paid. God says, I'm not a part of that. Well, yeah. I don't. God don't use gimmicks. Yeah. Well, Satan. But they were free gimmicks. The point being is. Satan's getting you to believe in something that's not scriptural. And he blesses you with the, the, the money. It wasn't from God. It was from Satan. Satan is the prince of the power of this world. Well, it was, I mean, thousands. And that means any like houses. House, just well, yeah, if you have faith, in, you know, if you <clears throat> sit there and have faith in God, he can take care of that too. But he's, he's not looking for what you want. He's looking for what's best for you. He wanted us to see this. And he <laughs> said, now, man, where's my phone? You know? And God says, I'm not, that's not me. Yeah. I'm not no gimmick. Mm-hmm. Just as plain as they told I'm not no gimmick. That's, I'm not even in that. Well, it's just like I was They're talking about their God. Yeah. Well, I was looking at, um, on Facebook, on, uh, yeah, Facebook, looking through some of the things, and there's, there's an ad in there, you know, about... Michael the Archangel. It's like um, that he has messages for people. It's like okay, so it's like let me check this out. Well, it's a tarot card reading, and they put <laughs> Michael the Archangel as One you of know the, they they want to get the Christians and the people that believe in the Bible involved. to get involved in tarot card reading. Okay, and so 
I'm sitting there, I was like, so I said, well, I, I was unsubscribed. Well, they're still sending me stuff. Uh -huh. And I said, I'm unsubscribing, I'm subscribing. Mm -hmm. You know, well, you know, Michael says that this and this and this, you know, I was like, okay, Michael isn't saying this, you are saying this, it's your tarot card readings, they, you know, and they said, what, what is your astrologer sign, but I said, man, get away from me, unsubscribe, <laughs> unsubscribe, <laughs> you know, I know it takes a while to completely unsubscribe. But it's like every time I see it, unsubscribe, unsubscribe. I was like, but it's a, it's a gimmick to make you think it's something for the, from the Bible, and it's actually Satan gets you to do things that is against God. Well, the Holy Spirit strongly told me and my wife last night, that's a gimmick. That's not, that's not of me. I'm the guy sitting in the chair. God yeah. will bless you if you just come and, and get the and free And if you don't call more. by such and such a time, then it's up to switch the channel. Yeah. Sending a thousand dollars in, you'll be blessed. Well, they had these count the number every time you're going to under your race. Always on twelve people. They speak up. I send a thousand in, and God bless me. I'm not. I'm out of oh, debt. I mean, God said again. TikTok. They have these these people <sighs> on there. Say now, if, you know, you need to. You listen to this music. Oh, if it's blessed you, then go ahead and, and uh, friend and everything and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, God will pour out money to you. You'll be so rich you'll never have to worry about anything anymore. Really? My God is in the, the making people rich. Again, he says, I'm not in that. That's not of me. People want what they want, and so they'll believe in anything if you tell them what they want to hear. And it's some weak-minded people. They'll believe in anything because there's a lot of crazy people out there. <laughs> and, the cra and the craziest of all are us Christians. And that's our next song, Crazy People, by Casting Crowns. And we will be right back. Who builds a boat with no clouds in sight? Who walks up to a giant and picks a fight? Who turns a lion's den into a petting zoo? Who can have church in a fiery furnace? Well, I'll tell you who. Crazy people trust in Jesus, following him wherever he leads us. Kingdom seekers, walk by faith believers. Here's the church, here's the steeple. God's crazy people Who brings a Bible Into a public school Who shares a gospel Even when the world calls them a fool And who's not afraid To go against the flow Will cancel me and call me one of those Cause I'm one of those Crazy people Trust in Jesus Following him with he leads us Kingdom seekers Walk by faith believers Here's the church, here's the steeple Here's the all God's crazy
Hi, I'm Grace, owner of an amazing home-based bakery called Grace's Sweet Treats. We can supply all your baked needs, from cakes to cookies and more. Dietary restrictions or allergies? No problem. Check us out on Facebook or Instagram at Grace's Sweet Treats 2021. Or go ahead and give us a call at 682-319-6624. That's 682-319-6624. A portion of all proceeds goes to support our veterans and frontline heroes. All right. Welcome back. That was Crazy People by Casting Crowns. And sometimes I think I am a crazy person. And sometimes I'm glad I'm a crazy person. Because being a crazy person for Jesus is great. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you'd like to join in the conversation, like I said earlier, we would love to hear your testimony. That phone number is 214 556-6239 or you can join me on Facebook Live where I am monitoring the chats um, But and we're in that last 15 minutes of our show so I'm going to go ahead and hand it back over okay so but yeah I mean uh, you know, we've, we've been sitting here sharing about them, some things and some of our testimonies of things that we've gone through that hopefully we can help you not go through some of the things we went through, some of the errors that that are out there. Um, some people just say, "Well, you know, I don't know what I'm talking about." Okay, well, you know, I, I'm just talking from experience. What are you talking from? You know, so is it from the Bible? Is it from what? You know, that you know, show me in the Scripture where this is okay. So, but anyway, you know, know, our testimonies are our testimonies. And don't let anybody, you know, when you have an experience with God, even though it's not like anybody else's, doesn't mean it's wrong. You know. Uh, And your experience with God is unique to you. I mean... Every you'll never forget. It's something you'll never forget, and if nobody ever else ever has that same experience, that's okay because God's dealing with you where Hello. you are and how you are. Now let me call you when I get out of here. Well, I mean, it's it's one of those things that one man out, you know, that we we had a bar ministry together over in, in Germany where we'd go to the the different bars and, and minister to people in the bars. Well, he came to know the Lord walking from a bar one night and a drunk man in the in a in the alleyway shared the gospel with him. <laughs> Who is this? It was a guy that was in charge of the, the bar ministry uh-huh. in Germany. Oh, and he told you that's how he got saved. That's how because we share our testimonies. That was one of the things before you could even be part of this, you had to share your testimony where what God has done in your uh-huh. life. He said, yeah. yeah, I gave my life to the Lord right there. I was drunk, 
he was drunk, but he gave me the word of God, and, and I fell on my knees and accepted Jesus. And he's been and he was following God ever since. And so he made a point of going back to the bars to help these people understand because they're searching for something. Not about drink. It's not about drinking. It's not a lot about socializing in the bars. Being around other people won't condemn you for what you're doing. Okay. And and so when we go in, we'd go in. We share. You know, we play pool with people and stuff like this. And and you know, here there what's going on in their lives and be able to tell them how Jesus can help them. Well, we was, we was on uh, Mr. James' property. Me and Roger was cutting the trees, talking to Mr. James. Guy came up with a beer. Guy came up with a beer. And, and when we was talking about the Bible, Mr. James was in the middle of the time I come into the church. No, you remember that guy? We thought, we didn't know he was homeless. But he was sharing the word. He was saying, yeah, man, uh, God gets me through. Even though he had a beer, he apologized. And what well, he said, "Stop telling people I'm a pastor." When I told him, I said, "Well, he's a pastor. He, Put in a way." Yeah. But the point is, he knew more about the Bible than I did. And he said, "There, he was. They was talking." And he said, "You know what? I know where that little chapel is. We was at the cha- uh, wedding chapel." He said, "I'm gonna come visit." Well, Mr. James told us a week later, David died. That's what I'm talking about. He died. Remember until he passed. He passed. And some he said, well, he knew he knew God. And I hope, oh, he said, I hope he, you know, gave his life and made. Anyway, here he was coming to church that Sunday. He died that Friday. Knew the Bible inside and out. Yeah, see, the thing is, is that's where <sighs> head knowledge doesn't change the heart. That's why the scripture says, knowledge puffs up. And it says, and you know, knowledge, you know, physical exercise profits a little. Okay? Knowledge puffs up. It doesn't change you. It puffs you up, makes you think you know more. Okay? So, it's not about knowing. Now, somebody can, you know, know the Bible, but doesn't mean that they have taken it to heart and received the word of God. Okay, so, I mean, it's, it's just some of those things that, that people say, well, if I read the Bible enough, memorize it, word for word, I'll go to heaven. No, not unless that word changes your heart. But we didn't turn him away. You didn't turn him away when he had that beer. Actually, I think he got killed by a car. He got hit by a car. He so, sure did. Okay, but the point is, he, he let him talk. Well, the thing is, is it doesn't matter whether he has a beer in his hand. Or a Bible in his hand. Okay? That's a physical thing. What's in the heart? I'm just saying, the point I'm making is, people, when you tell them who you are, that's why Jesus never came up and said, I'm the Messiah. No. Never once he said, I am the Messiah. No. He said, who do you say I am? He just walks around teaching. Yep. He was a teacher. And you told him, stop telling people, I'm a pastor. That, you know. That God's come up. Are they ready to argue with him? The big thing is, is they go on the perception of what they've had in the past. Some pastors, well, you're a sinner. You're going to hell because you have a beer in your hand. You should pray that demon out of that person because he has a beer in his hand. You don't know whether he's drinking it or just picked it up off the road and keep it. Oh, he's got water in there. Yeah, you don't know. Why are you presuming, assuming 
and evil upon a person. And even if he was, the Bible doesn't say drinking alcohol is a sin. Getting drunk is to be in sin. Because mm -hmm. even Paul told Timothy, take a little wine for your stomach. He wasn't feeling good, so take a little wine for your stomach. Why would he tell him to drink alcohol if it was a sin? It's not a sin to drink. It's a sin to be drunk. It's just a sin thing. I thought about when David came up to you. You open it up with open arms. You talk to him. We laughed at everything. Well, the thing is, is he's a human being. He's in need of, of being reached. Okay? If I go and attack him, is he going to listen to me? It's like he knew he was going to die the next day. I mean, Mr. James said he can't talk, you know, by God. You know, I'm, I'm going to church Sunday. I'm going to get my life. I'm going to jump. He died the next day. And so, you know, but that's where people think I've got time. Hmm. We don't have time. We don't know the next minute, next second, what we've got. And you remember the two young boys or the two young men Cracker at Barrel. Cracker Barrel? Yeah. The, oh, yeah. The one young man had gotten off work earlier, had gone and gotten changed and everything, came to pick up the other one. They said, yeah, yeah I, had, I had just talked to the one young man that night, and he says, well, all that's good. All that stuff is good for you. It's good for women and children and old men. I've got lots of time. He walked into eternity that night. Sure did. And so don't mm. have, uh, you might be young, but don't have the arrogant attitude of I've got time. Because nobody knows the hour or the time well, that they're going to pass. Hmm. So, I mean, there's just so much out there that we think that time is our friend. Time is our enemy. Just because, I, you know, do, am I going to wake up tomorrow morning? We assume it. We plan that we're going to be alive for the next 30 years. So what do you do? You get a house payment for 30 years. Because <laughs> well, you, if, you, if you're assuming you're going to be alive in 30 years, so you can get in, and that you're going to be able to pay this note off in 30 years. What was the, uh, the girl at Cracker Barrel? She died in her sleep after she had the babies. Um, in a way, she had just took me home from work, me and Cindy home. What was I could think of? But she was she was going to Glenview Baptist Church. Uh, uh, in a way. She went to the church and she was her baby was getting baptized that Sunday. Her husband came, he he, he was a cook, morning cook, white guy. Anyway. Anyway, he came he called up there. Charles come out crying. She died in her sleep. Just had a baby. And we're gonna christen the baby the next day. I mean my my sister my sister you know, you know, her husband wasn't feeling good. He went and laid down just for dinner. Um, and so she went to wake him up when she had dinner ready, and he was dead. That's what's the, the funeral that I didn't get to go to. Uh, in the oh, oh, he got up to go lay down. Well, he was sitting there saying, I don't feel good. She said, well, go lay down, and I'll wake you up when, when dinner's ready. So she went to wake him up when dinner's ready. He was dead. It was a blow. It's hard. 
that, you know, my sister still deals with that. Oh, do she? Yeah, I mean. It's been just barely a year. Yeah, just about a year. But the point being is, you think you got the time. You don't know the time, you know. And so I'm getting the whirly wheel anyway. <laughs> the whirly wheel? Yeah, my wife. I got to use that for, one. For those that, are, that, that can't see this on the, you know, you're kind of listening on the radio. She takes her finger in the air and spins it around, telling me, hurry up. Wrap it up. And it's like, wrap it up. Of course, I do that to her too, because that way nobody, nobody out there can see what I'm doing except her on Facebook. Anyway, so I'm getting the whirly wheel. So, um, I guess okay. So I guess I better let it go to somebody else so I don't get another whirly wheel. Anyway, <laughs> would you like to start the? the uh, I just want to say, just remember. It is never, never too late to turn to God and go back to Him. No matter how far you've turned away, don't let Satan lie to you and tell you that you've done too bad or too wrong. Because you can go back to God. God's with His arms open wide, and be happy for you to come back to Him. Okay, Andre. What? No. <laughs> That's what I thought too. Yeah. Do you want me to give you the worldly wheel too? Oh. No. <laughs> Now, just remember, it's not about you, and it is about you, that you give yourself to God. It's not about you, but it is about you. You figure it out. Oh, man. You're making me confused. (laughs) (laughs) No, but just remember, your time is not set with God's time. But God's time is set for you to get get yourself right figure it out. Alright, I'll, I'll try to do that. But you know, I'm a simple kind of mind. So I need the whirly world thing. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> you got it. I got it. Uh, but uh, now, uh, the time of testimonies tonight was, it was something that, you know, just God brought up and just, it's like we need to understand that not always just because we went to an altar we had somebody pray over us. It will speak this after me uh, that you come to know God. It only it only works when it comes from your heart, not your head. So if somebody says, "Well, just say this after me, God, you know, forgive me all my sins." Amen. God, forgive me all. Okay, your heart's not in it. You're just saying it so that oh, this is my fire insurance. Okay, I, now I can escape hell. But it's not that you are repenting. You're just saying what somebody wants you to say. So be careful of that. Now, if you do say that, and it could be as simple as that, but your heart is reaching out to God, that makes all the difference. God will reach down and take you where you are in your understanding where you are, because I can vouch for it from my own testimony. God changed my life the second I, my little confession. They told me that I was wrong, I wasn't saved, I didn't do it right, I didn't get baptized, I didn't get this, I didn't do that. I said, God changed me. God changed me from this to this. So I don't care about your little procedures, I don't care about your little traditions. God saved me. Whether you agree with it or not, take it up with the man, okay? But I have come, you know, God has changed me inside. 
I know it for a fact. Because <coughs> so, you know, don't let anybody bully away your testimony because it wasn't the way anybody else happened. Okay. So, yeah, I'd leave it at that. All right. It looks like it's my turn now. What do um, I give to you, the whirly wheel now? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting it from all directions. Hey, I don't over talk. I don't hog the mic, mic like some people do. <laughs> anyway. Plead your case, Loretta. Take it to the judge. It's no. been it's been a good good discussion tonight we have all given our testimony of how we came to the lord and that's a very important testimony because like we've discussed in the past and even today you don't know what somebody else is going through and how god entered your life may be just what they need to hear for god to be able to enter for, for them to open up to let god come into their life um, the other thing I'd like to say is, yes, we've shared how we came to the Lord. There are so many more testimonies. Don't get, don't get tied up with, well, I was saved when I was 13, and I did this when I... It's like, okay, that's great. That's all in the past. What's God done for you today? And, you know... I've got a testimony from today. It's like I was at work, and I had to be to work early. And I'm supposed to be the only one there at this particular time for about the first 45 minutes. And something happened at work that I know how to handle. I've handled it many, many times in the past. But I had another coworker that decided she knew better than I did. And I started to get upset, but then it's like God was like, why are you getting upset? This is just one less thing you have to deal with right now while you take care of your other patients. So, you know, keep open and let God deal with you. And those are the things that we need to be sharing is what's God doing for you right now? <coughs> and so think about that as you're sharing with people share not only what God's done in the past for you but what he's doing now because he is still working on each and every one of us so we encourage you and invite you to come back and join us again next week same night Friday night from 6pm to 8pm central time we're here at Fishbowl Studios in the beautiful Bedford, Texas. And we're all praying here that the weather and temperatures are going to go down because it has been very warm again here recently. So we'd like you to be blessed. Go out and be a blessing to others. So, and encourage one another. And encourage one another. Our final song that we're going to leave you with is... Good Good Father by Chris Tomlin. And y'all have a good evening. And a good weekend. Good night. Good night.
Deeper 